Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. Today's gospel is a most sober one. It's John chapter 15, verses 18 to 21. The context is we're still in the upper room. These are the final discourses between Jesus and the apostles uh, just before he's about to enter into his passion, and he's preparing them for all that is to come. And so he says to them, if the world hates you, realize that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love its own. But because you do not belong to the world and I have chosen you out of the world, the world hates you. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. All these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know the one who sent me. Now, it would be really easy from this passage to think that somehow... The response of the apostles is something like, okay, hostile culture, they're going to hate us, they're going to hate us on account, of, on account of Jesus's name, so the response then is build some sort of ghetto, kind of a fortress mentality, and do what we can to stay safe. But of course, that's not at all what Jesus's point was. He's just preparing them for what they're walking into, just like Jesus entered into the world that did not accept him. But he came so as to rescue the world. So Jesus is going to, in a little, uh, little while, a few chapters from now, on the day of Easter, breathe upon these same apostles and say to them, as the Father sent me, so I send you. What did the Father send Jesus to do? To rescue the world. What is Jesus going to send us to do? To go and proclaim the gospel, not to build a ghetto, not to uh, create a fortress mentality. So with that in mind, I want to offer uh, yet another book recommendation, but this one I can't underline enough. So this was just published um, by the University of Mary. It's entitled From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. Now, I want to encourage two things here if I can. If you're not a priest, I want to beg you to buy this book for your pastor or for a priest in your life. It is that good. It's subtitled Pastoral Strategies for an Apostolic Age, and I wish every priest and bishop knew this book inside and out. It's written by a friend of mine, put together, and um, it is just pure literary gold. I want to share with you an excerpt, and then I want to ask you a question. So here's the excerpt. He says, let's try to imagine these apostles to whom Jesus is talking in the gospel today, but now it's right after the ascension, which we're about to celebrate, and it's after the day of Pentecost, and the apostles have received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so imagine, if you will, they have those words of Jesus, he says, ringing in their ears, go and make disciples of all nations. And they, they've gathered together, he says, He's trying to create a fictional or a, an imaginative account here of something like we know must have happened. 
So they're sitting around and they're going, okay, uh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to go make disciples of all nations? So he says, picture it's an evangelization committee meeting, which some of us might belong to. So the agenda for the meeting is this. Bring the gospel to the whole world. Underneath the agenda title are the resources that they have. First, bishops. How many? Eleven. Priests. Same number. Deacons. None. Trained theologians. None. Religious orders. None. Seminarians. Zip. Seminaries. Zero. Christian believers. A few hundred. Countries with Christians in them. One. Church buildings. None. Schools and universities. None. Written gospels. None. Money. Very little. Experience in foreign missions. None. Influential contacts in high places. Next to none. Societal attitude toward us. Ignorant to hostile. Now, listen to what he says. If the apostles had assessed their situation from the standpoint of the strength of existing Christian institutions, they would have been overwhelmed by discouragement, facing crises in every direction, vocational, financial, catechetical, educational, and numerical. That sounds a lot like our age, huh? We're looking around at existing Christian institutions, and it's so easy to be discouraged because we have a crisis in all of these areas, vocational, financial, catechetical, educational, numerical. But, he says, the apostles weren't discouraged. They were filled with joy and hope. They had great confidence in their Lord, in their message, and in the creativity and fertility of the church. They knew that their task was to be used by the Holy Spirit to grow the church, and they knew the graced means by which it was to grow, and did it grow. The church, he says, in an apostolic time, needs to have the same confidence in the power and the goodness of the message she bears, in its life-changing potency, in the church's power of regeneration and growth, especially those in positions of influence and authority, need to be convinced that Christ is the answer to every human ill, the solution to every human problem, the only hope for a dying race. They need to be convinced of the bad news that the human race has, by its own rebellion, brought a curse upon itself and has sold itself into slavery to the prince of darkness, and that there is nothing we can do under our own power to save ourselves. But they need to be equally convinced of the good news, that God, in his mercy, has come among us to set us free from our sins and from slavery to the devil, and that for those who turn to their true allegiance, the nightmare of life apart from God can be transformed into a dawn of hope, in an eternal destiny. They need to know from their own experience that obedience to the gospel is perfect freedom, that holiness leads to happiness, that a world without God is a desolate wasteland, and that new life in Christ transforms darkness into light. That's a quote from this book, Pastoral Strategies, 
from Christendom to Apostolic Mission. I cannot encourage you to buy it enough for yourself and for the priests who guide and shepherd your parish. Here's the question for you and me right now. As we hear that attitude of the apostles, is it ours? Because I don't think it is. I was with some folks back at the beginning of the year when things were good, huh? when the economy was great, when nobody had ever heard of COVID-19, when everything looked fine and our eyes and our attention were on different matters within the church. And here's what I felt like the Lord said to me when we were all together. Tell them, and oh, by the way, you too, John, stop complaining. Just stop complaining. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Do you know that I'm Lord? So I don't at all mean to convey some sort of naive, uh, triumphalistic, even optimistic attitude here. I'm not naive and I'm, I'm not even optimistic, quite frankly. And the culture around us is getting increasingly hostile to the gospel. But no more so than what the apostles faced. And we're not even close to that yet. And yet, even though they had these words of the gospel ringing in their ears that we just heard today, and even though they were going out into a world that was at best ignorant and at worst hostile to them and all that they were going to say, they went out with great confidence because they knew from their own experience the power of the gospel. Pentecost is coming, people. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will descend in power upon the church and upon each of us individually, and that our attitude will be the attitude of the early church and of these apostles to whom Jesus spoke these words. Do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this. 